absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons, to episode 33, the Scotty Pippen episode of Leave the Pin In. I'm your host, Dan, and as always, I've got my man, the one who's more Gucci than Brooksy, Scott. Scott, what's the good word? Yo, what's going on? Uh, in honor of my fellow Scott, Scotty Pippen, the Scotty Pippen episode, uh, I am going to, you know, much like Brooksy, get myself some, some Gucci right now. Oh, that's expensive. Change my mind. It's going to get in close. Yeah, I mean, you didn't get that enormous payout of the Tour Championship, so uh, so you might not be able to afford it. You could probably go to the flea market, though, and get some, you know, some quote-unquote Gucci gear for the course. Uh, yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that, because I was at the, the outlet mall not too far from our house, you know, site of uh, the time I wrestled a shoplifter. The incident. Uh, the incident, Scott. The incident, yes. And there were people who were definitely purchasing bags to resell down in Chinatown. Oh, so. for sure. Hey. And I, I, I'm going to assume they were going to purchase them because, again, my experience is that they're just taking them. Well, the thing is, if you were around, I think that they know that the long arm of the law is within reach, and they probably were going to purchase. If you weren't there, you never know. That's a lawless area. That's very much true. Very true. All right, so we've got nothing going on this week, Scott, in the world of golf, PGA Tour-wise, except for the Corn Ferry Tour Championships, uh, the LPGA Portland Classic. I'm not going to lie, Scott, I love the game, I love everything that we do with this podcast, but it was kind of nice having almost an off week. You know, a break is nice, and, it, you know, the more... Uh, I think about it, the more I'm glad that the, the PGA Tour schedule is set up like this because now I can kind of focus on some other things that I'm interested in, uh, mostly the NFL, and get kind of that done without worrying about what's going on, who's you know going to be in the Tour Championship, you know how the, the mathematics of a FedEx Cup work. Uh, I can just kind of let it breathe a little bit until the uh, – the Greenbrier starts. So yeah, so Rory's been talking a lot lately about should we have an actual defined off season? Should we play a four month schedule like you know the NFL? Should we play a six to eight and a half month schedule like the NHL and Major League Baseball? Um, you know, I, I kind of like the fact that our sport is the one sport where no matter what week it is, you can turn on the television and and find it. You know, I know absence makes the heart grow fonder, and the NFL is so good at at um, kind of positioning itself as really the new year. Like, everyone goes back to school at this time. The NFL starts at this time. You know, the Super Bowl is such an enormous event. Um, and then it goes away, and you grow so hungry for it. But in between, they give you little tidbits. They give you the draft. You know, they give you kind of off-season dealings, uh, the, the owners' meetings. But I, I, I like golf where it's like, okay, mid-March, cool, I got golf on TV. It's the middle of summer, awesome, golf on TV. It's the dead of winter here in the Northeast, great, I can watch them at Kapalua. You know, I, I like that aspect of it. What do you think about that stuff, having a defined off-season for the PGA Tour? 
So I, I don't think that that's, uh, and again, I don't live that life. So uh, for me, it's kind of one of those, like, I don't think that's a real necessity, especially for someone like Rory who kind of picks and chooses when he's playing, when he's going to travel. I mean, obviously there's some obligations that he has to meet. You know, there's the, the majors, which he knows he's playing in, that kind of thing. But for the most part, if he wants a couple weeks off here and there, all he needs to do is just take a couple weeks off here and there. Yeah, it's very so, true. I mean, the you know, if you're a quarterback in the NFL, if you're a point guard in the NBA, you can't just have a few weeks off. You might get a night off here or there. You might get some some adjusted minutes, but you're not taking entire stretches of time off. And, you know, the guys at Rory's level, albeit being independent contractors, um, they can kind of come and go as they please. Right. And, you know, your, your tour pro that's out there grinding, they need those tournaments. They need those weeks that Rory's not playing, that Brooks isn't playing, that DJ's not playing, that guys like Bubba Watson aren't playing, because those are people who, now they're out of the field, it's an opportunity for them to go out, make some noise, and you know maybe earn uh, enough money that they can keep themselves going for a few more months. It, you know, so I, for me, the the defined off season, it, and for the reasons that you mentioned, uh, I'm going to vote no on it if I'm the on the PGA Tour board of directors. Yeah, I'm voting exactly the same um, because, like, I'm not going to lie, Scott. I love. I know some people hate these fall series events and it used to be the silly season events for money but now with you know classifying people in top 150 uh top 100 top 50 in the world golf rankings that get into the masters you know now that we have these defined classifications of players like you said these guys need these tournaments and honestly these tournaments are in small far off areas that this might be the only professional event that comes to their area and they're supported real well i mean like here's the list coming up we've got the Greenbrier, right, which is now a military tribute at the Greenbrier coming up next week. Kevin Na, defending champ. If you and I want to go, we've got media passes for it. We'll see. After that, you go to Sanderson, home of Cam Champ's first win uh, before he fell off the face of the earth last year. But that's in Jackson, Mississippi, right? What else is going on in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, Jackson, Mississippi, uh, you've got the Safeway Open after that in Napa, California, and then you've got the Shriners that goes to Vegas. Now, obviously, take Vegas out of your question because always something going on in Vegas, but what professional sporting events are happening in Napa, in Jackson, Mississippi, in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia? Nothing. So to have these tournaments there is is like a blessing. Plus, this is the start of the... I know, I know the tour season starts again, quote-unquote, but this is the true start for every single guy that just got their card on the Corn Ferry Tour, right? Those Corn Tour alumni are coming up hungry as anything. And imagine one of those guys winning in the first three weeks like Cam Champ did last year. It, it, that's a great story in golf. I uh, totally agree. And, and not only that, like, again, a lot of guys aren't playing those events. They're, they're taking off until... Uh, you know, the next WGC, which is, you know, towards what, the end of October, beginning of November. Yep. That's correct. Yeah, yeah it's uh, October 31st and November 3rd. That's the World Golf Championship, like you mentioned, the HSBC Championship in Shanghai. Um, you know, home city to smog and probably about 10 billion people. Right. So, 
you know, uh, and maybe, you know, people are going to play an event here and there. But for the most part, you know, they're getting they're getting into those events because there's some kind of sponsor obligation. Right. Now, go go ahead. Go ahead. Here, no, I'm, I'm good. That's all I really all right. have to say. Here, here's just the other point I want to bring up on this, which, and this is something that struck me, and I didn't even realize it because we've mentioned this on the pod in the past. We have such short memories in golf. So, you know, if I was to ask you, you know, who won the Safeway Open last year, you know, no, nobody knows that, right? But listen to the list of off-season winners. Listen to how good these names sound now. Last year, military tribute, Kevin Na. Sanderson, we mentioned, Camp Champ. Safeway Open, Kevin Tway. Then, the next tournament, we go Bryson DeChambeau. Poulter wins the next week in Houston. Kepka wins in uh, Jeju Island, Korea. Shoffley wins after that at the HSBC. Mayakoba, we come to Kuchar, right? And then we started mm-hmm. our year off with L2 Can. Like, that's a murderer's row of international and American stars. So... For everyone that says, well, you know, we really don't have the level of competition in the fall series, and those don't count as much, hell, Brooks Kepka, like the man himself, won a fall series event. So just to solidify my point, I'm all on board with the PGA Tour continuing it. I love the smaller events. I love being the one that, that watches it, and my friends or my colleagues at work are like, oh, hey, they play golf this week? I'm like, yeah, of course they did. And, you know, Ian Poulter beat, um, you know, Bo Hostler in, in a playoff in, in uh, where was that, Humble, Texas, I believe? Right, for the Houston, uh, the Houston Open? Yeah. Yep, that's where it is. Yeah, like, that's where it is this you know, year. Like so that, I'll assume it was that. That's a yeah. great story, man. Those things are phenomenal, and I love it. I love the fall series. I loved it when there was silly season events, and and I like seeing these off courses that you wouldn't necessarily see. So I'm all in, Scotto. Yeah, and again, if it's really that big of a deal for you, Rory, don't play. It's not like you're not going to be able to, you know, feed your family. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Scott, uh, we, we got a voicemail I put on Instagram I said if anyone wants to send us a voicemail Send us a voicemail And we'll get you on the pod uh, Should we play that now? Let's do it Okay, we'll see if people Let me turn the volume up See if people can hear this Hey, how do I get some of those dope stickers? Did, could you hear that, Scott, or no? Someone wants to know how they can get some of those dope stickers um, Those stickers are dope that, that that I don't know. I feel like I know. I feel like I know that voice, but maybe I uh, I don't. I don't recognize the the number. Um, it it I, sounded familiar. I don't think we're being scammed, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we are. Um, but anyway, to answer that question, uh, we are out of the first run of stickers that we that we got. Those awesome vinyl stickers. So if you weren't able to get in on those, don't worry. Okay, we've got. More runs coming up, but I think even better what we've got is we've had such positive feedback on them, and uh, people have sent us pictures of them on their cars already. I mean, just, uh, you know, above and beyond what we would expect. But what Scott and I are working on right now are some Leave the Pin In fan packs, and we're not going to tell you everything that's going to be in them. But I think Scott will maybe running an Instagram pop-up store with uh, some of these packs is going to be pretty sick. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, we'll have another sticker sticker giveaway 
in uh, in probably a few weeks or so. We've got a, a, a backfill of uh, people we need to, to hit up. But everyone that did get in on the first run, they are coming. I mailed out a ton today, and obviously with it being a holiday, you won't get anything you know till at least Wednesday or Thursday or so. Scott's got his coming in, so uh, we're getting there, buddy. Uh, we are. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I, I'm always curious to see what we're gonna do because we come up with these ideas, and then we kind of just make them happen real quick. So I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true, isn't it? We come across with a text thread or something, or I, Scott gives me a call. He's like, "Hey, how about this idea?" It's like, "All right, cool." And then, you know, my, I don't know how you work, but my brain just doesn't shut off. So, uh, you know, I get into, like, uh, internet wormhole mode. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Uh, all right, hey, listen, the, the, <laughs> the PGA Tour, in conjunction with PGAtour.com, I know your favorite social media outlet, came up with some 2018-2019 PGA Tour superlatives. And I'd like to get your thoughts on some of them, Scott, because I think there's some important people and rounds and tournaments that are missing. So let's bang through these real quick. Who would you have as the best win of the 2018-2019 season? Ooh, um, best win? Hmm. I mean, I hate to do it, but Tiger winning the Masters is pretty... It's pretty awesome. Why would you? Why would you hate to do that? That's. I mean, hand. They, it, there shouldn't even be the, the PGA Tour website should just have his picture, and that's it. And 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 just enough said underneath. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like it's chalk. It's one of it, those like well, that's the obvious one. So it is, and it's it's literal goat chalk, and and you mm-hmm. you can't get away from it. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just it's the way it is. All right, um, then they listed best rounds. I'm going to give you some of these rounds, okay? And then I want you to pick out which one is mind-blowingly absent, okay? All right, it's going to have to be pretty special to outweigh the one I'm thinking of. Of of course it is. So this is what, and your favorite, of course, social media outlet, pjtour.com, decided are the best rounds. They have Xander Shoffley's final round at the Century Tournament of Champions, they have Rory McIlroy, 61, in the final round of the Canadian Open. Shane Lowry, 63, the third round of the Open Championship. Oh, notice how I stopped there, Scott, because that's all they have. Um, what about Brooks Koepka at the PGA? Yeah, what about Brooks Koepka's first round at the PGA? Brooks Koepka could have not played... And probably still won the PGA Championship. It was so. It was the most dominant round of the year. Yeah, that's not on there. That, I, what are they doing? Hey, those those are your boys. You know, those are your people there. PGAtour.com. Now, look, I get I get Lowry sixty three on Saturday. That was phenomenal. That won him the championship. He just kind of held on on Sunday. But to have Brooks's Round be completely absent, uh, asinine. Yeah, that that's the that's the best round. The Lowry third round is, I think, a a close second. Um, But I I gotta go Brooks at the PGA right there. Okay, he he owned that course without a doubt. I hundred percent agree. Here are best comebacks: Ricky Fowler at the Waste Management Open, very good, very good. 
Charles Howell at the RSM McGladry Classic, Graham McDowell at the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. Oh, wait, those are it. Um, so, Scott, was, was Tiger leading the Masters on, on day four uh, on Sunday? No. But, but Tiger, I mean, obviously went out and birdied, what, seven of the first ten holes on Sunday at the Masters, right? Uh, no. So where in the world is Tiger Woods' comeback? Not even fourth round or Masters comeback. Like, life comeback. Well, uh, I guess maybe they just wanted to not include him in everything, so they left him out. The <sighs> Fowler comeback was pretty good, too. It, it was it's pretty just, good, yeah, especially with... Um, Especially with uh, uh, what you would call it, the um, the driver on uh, seventeen on the last day after he hit in the water the day before, that's a ballsy play, you know. Um, kudos to him too, his only win of the year. Here is what the PGA Tour deems the best rookie performances. This one's a little bit easier, but they went the easy way out and just listed every single rookie. That won. Matt Wolf, Colin Morikawa, Adam Long, Cameron Champ. And then they added in, because obviously he was playing just incredibly, they added Sunjay M's 35 mm-hmm. starts. So that's great. I mean, don't get me wrong, dude made a ton of money. Um, you know, only rookie to reach the Tour Championship. But you're comparing showing up to events against guys that won events. So, out of those four, what to you stood out as the biggest rookie win? Matt Wolf, Colin Morikawa, Adam Long, or Cam Champ? Uh, I'm torn between Wolf and Adam Long. Okay. I agree I'm going to go with Adam Long, and I hate, I hate saying that because I love Matthew Wolf. Matthew Wolf made 40-foot eagle putt from the rough after Bryson had stuffed it close mm-hmm. and made the eagle putt. I feel like that eagle putt was obviously just a little bit more luck than anything else. The Adam Long win over Phil Mickelson who he said after the tournament, after the Desert Classic happened, he said, like, I literally went out and just beat my idol. Mm -hmm. Matt Wolf, like you said before, was chalk. Coming out of college, coming out of OK State. Adam Long, you know, in his sixth start ever, goes out in the final round, threesome, Phil Mickelson, Canada's Adam Hadwin, Phil played great, and then hits that shot from the side hill, uphill lie, off the bunker, and stuffs it, and they pan over to Phil, and Phil goes, wow. That's, yeah. that's my rookie performance of the year. Yeah, the only reason I would, uh, and again, I, I think I probably agree with you. Uh, I had forgot the long win was like with Mickelson kind of staring him down too. Um, so I'd probably go with long too. Uh, the only reason I, I would think about Wolf, because it was, so early. I mean, not that the long one wasn't, but 
uh, Wolf was like either his second or third, third start, right? Third start. And he stared, and, and, and okay, and here's, here's the opposite. Here's the devil's advocate. Not only does he stare down Bryson, one of the stars, one of the young, you know, young stars of the game, but he's playing with Colin Morikawa, who goes out and wins three weeks later. Mm. And, and Morikawa had a putt to tie him as well and just missed it. So, like, I can only imagine both of those guys' heads spinning on the 18th hole. And I remember Long, he had like, I don't know what it was, maybe uh, maybe 15, 20-foot birdie putt to win on the 18th. And every single person there, you know every single person was like, oh, he's, this kid's not going to make that. Like, Phil's obviously going to win. And then he just stuffs it. But I think what made Long's more special is this is a kid, kid guy who spent nine years getting to the PGA Tour. Like, Wolf came out, and you were like, okay, Matt Wolf's going to win. Like, Matt Wolf's going to win a major within the next five years. Okay, it's cool. You know what I mean? We, we know that. Mm-hmm. Adam Long changed his life. Matt Wolf, I've, I feel, was, was – this was predetermined for Matt Wolf. Everyone knows Matt Wolf's going to be a millionaire. Matt, everyone – Matt Wolf, you're great. You're awesome. You're going to be fantastic. Adam Long, people were probably like, yo, who's this, who's this clown in the final group? Yeah, Adam, Adam why, Long? Why how does he get to play with Mickelson, and how do I get on that? Right, right. Where, where's that Vegas money going, you know? It's not going on Adam Long. And, uh, no. you know, that I love seeing those things. Like, that was a tournament that changed this guy's entire life. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that that's what, that, you know, so that's what PJTour.com has. And I, I like bringing those things up because I know how... Uh, how adversarial you are with them. Yeah, I, that's not a, in my opinion, some of that stuff's not a great look. I'm just looking at that now. We skipped the best shot category. Yeah, well, you know what? I believe last time I looked, there was something like, gosh, I can't even remember, Scott, over a million shots taken, you know, on, on mm-hmm. the year. And, uh, you know, me being a big Tiger fan, there's there's one shot that matters. You know? Sure. Like, there was one shot that mattered to me this year. Like, if you were going to, say, encapsulate the entire 2018-19 season in one shot, what's the visual? It's Tiger on 12. Yep. Simple as that. You know? I don't, yep, know, I don't, I, I don't know I, if so I'm... I, I, but that's not even one of their... Their options. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that, right. That's the thing. I mean, they, they have Tiger twice, like one from his knees hitting behind a bush at the WGC. As soon as I, I said, okay, whatever. This, like, it's just, it's so stupid. It's not even worth getting into. But if you had to pick one, what, what's your shot? Aside from Tiger at 12. So, so I, I'm actually, it, for me, it's a tie. One of them's on the list, um, and the other one's the Tiger on 12. Uh, when I first saw it, that immediately was the shot that I thought of. Um, because that, I think, really does typify the type of, you know, game that we are, are at with Tiger. It's just the, the being the smart veteran who knows how to play the course. Right. The other shot is the Gary Woodland chip from the green at Pebble. Okay, that's, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's, yeah. I don't want to say that's the tournament right there, but that's kind of tournament right there, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, that. That's, you know, it's an incredibly tough shot with that kind of pressure on one of the most iconic holes in golf. Yeah. So. That's a good um, one. That's a good one, buddy. 
Yeah, and Tiger's on here three times, and none of them are the... Oh, okay. I guess I probably stopped reading after the second. Yeah, and and one of them is Johnny Vegas at the Players' Championship, a tournament he didn't even win. Yeah, I saw... Yeah, okay. Well, obviously, you gotta go... uh, You gotta plug the Players' Championship, of course. Always. Hey, they, how, couldn't leave, they couldn't leave it out. No, how about how about this? How about I give you this is best shots, right? But how about I give you maybe I don't want to call a worst shot, but let's say most defining shot of the year. I'm gonna tell you what my runner up is instead of Tiger at twelve, the T shot of Tiger at twelve. Can I tell you what mine is before you tell me yours? Uh we might be on the same page, but go ahead. I'm going to say Rory on the, the first tee of the year. First open. hole, Thursday, morning, Rory, tee shot, OB, home course, hands down. Came back from that. Maybe, hey, how is, how is Rory not on best comeback of the year? Well, because he didn't make the cut. No, I know that, but I'm talking about, like, this is, this is of the entire year. What an amazing comeback to... to win the FedEx Cup, win the Tour Championship, win three times. I know he won two before the Open Championship, but just bear with me here. Um, you know, the spectacular year that he had after hitting his opening tee shot at his home course with the entire country and world watching OB. He never recovered. That would break a lot of people in this game. No, not yet, but not Rory. He's too mentally tough, and he went out and shot arguably one of the the better rounds of that tournament. Hey, so unfortunately, didn't work. You know, not in the end, but yeah, great minds think alike. You know what I mean? But, well, I think we do tend to. Yeah. All right. Um. So, Corn Ferry Tour Championship presented by United Leasing and Finance is completed. Uh, Tom Lewis is your champ. He's getting a uh, PGA Tour card. Fabian Gomez is going back up. Kramer Hickok, Tyler Duncan, David Hearn, um, Chris Baker, Richie Warinsky, DJ Trahan going back up. Grayson Murray, Cam Davis, Blaine Barber, Will Zatorius, and then um, Hank Lebiota heading up as well. Uh, I think back, actually. Yes, you are right. Heading back. Joseph Bramlett. Um, going back, Rob Oppenheim. And I may... That might be it. That might be my second 25. Nope, sorry. Brennan Todd is going back up. Ben Taylor is going back up, even with missing the cut. Um, Matt Naismith is going back up. And uh, Tyson Alexander, our boy... Missed the cut and will not be earning his PJ Tour card this year. However, he does have fully exempt status on the Corn Tour next year. And next week, we're going to have Mike Creed, his caddy, on to kind of give us a year end wrap up of the Corn Tour. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so that's something to look forward to. Um, let's bang out LPGA results real quick. We got Hannah Green. Uh, from Great Britain winning over Yelimi No and uh, Brittany Altamare. Our girl Jane, another top 10, finishes in seventh place, Scotto. She's on a little bit of a tear. I, I think she's got 
three top 15s in a row now. Yeah, and two top 10s. Uh, I just talked to her this morning, and she's she's pumped. She's been t- putting in a ton of work, and the short game is really, really paying off. Um, and it shows, you know, two, I believe, two top sevens in a row. If not, um, if not an eighth last week and a seventh this week. Tied with Marina Alex for seventh place, uh, one behind Sarah Schmelzel. And that's all we got as far as pro golf goes, Scotto. Yep. It's a quick, quick week. Yeah, which again is kind of nice. Um, did you get to play this week? So I actually played twice this week. Okay, oh, that's funny. So did I. Ah, so I played on Friday. Uh, those of you who follow us on Instagram, check uh, in a day or two. Uh, I did have a, a little Scott versus the golf course that I was at. Uh, right now, I'm just in the process of editing it because uh, I took a video of me hitting some shots, and I, they're all in your image, so it looks like I'm left-handed. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going going back and fixing all those, and... Then I'll, I'll pop them up there, probably pretty, uh, pretty in rapid succession. So. Where where did you play at? So I played at this local course, uh, Dogwood Knolls. It is not the best course in the world, but it's definitely not the worst. Uh, it's one of those places where if I have time for a quick nine um, and I don't want to spend more than 20 bucks, I can get out there, usually get through nine holes in, let's say, two hours at the most, and it's... It's usually not in bad shape. I don't want to spoil the video too much, um, but let's just say today uh, they put money into the course. Let's let's just put it that way. Well, that's there, always a good there, thing. There's there's definitely something happening there, uh, which is a turn for the better. So, did you play both rounds there? No, uh, and then yesterday I played uh, a round with my neighbor. Uh, shout out to Brian. Uh, he uh, had a, an empty spot in his regular foursome that opened up last minute and called me up and he was like, hey, want to go play? And I went out, uh, second time ever on that course, still really don't have my bearings for it. Um, and definitely playing there would help because the greens are a little, little tricky if you don't hit the right spots. But I played pretty well. I shot an 88, and if I could putt better, I probably would have, uh, shot a little closer to the low 80s. Nice, so, nice. So it was a good, good couple of days of golf, uh, especially uh, off the tee. I think I hit almost every fairway on Friday, and I missed a couple yesterday, but it was just off the fairway. Uh, I, don't, I did not have a ball that I hit that was out of play. Well, I love hearing um, that. I actually hit the same ball for I played the same ball both rounds, so yeah, um, and it, it, you know both rounds were, were obviously pretty good rounds. So isn't I'll it amazing it. how something as simple as playing the same ball is like such an enormous accomplishment? Yes, that, it, it completely is. I, I'm actually shocked they didn't get cut up a little. It didn't get cut up a little bit because um, you know I definitely had some some tight wedge shots too, and usually that'll put some, you know, slashes on the ball, but uh, they're staying in pretty good shape, so very staying cool. in my bag. Very cool, very cool. I played twice as well, uh, both days actually with uh, with Smirks, 
uh, Tyler, our logo creator. Mm-hmm. Tyler, the creator, not to be confused with the rapper. Um, Saturday. I like, I like our guy better. <laughs> so do I. Um, Saturday, I played with his uncle and his dad and him at, at Firmwood, uh, a.k.a. Pocono Hills. Super, super tight driving course. Um, insane. Same as you, crushing the driver. Did lose a ball, actually shanked a ball on uh, the second hole in a part three. Had Again, I hadn't hit a ball in, in probably well over a week and a half, and they have no range, no putting green or anything. Um, I kind of got in between uh, swing thoughts on the way down, you know what I mean, which is <laughs> never a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, halfway down, I was like, wait, is this the way it's supposed to go? Ah, sure it is. And then, you know, next thing I know, it's off in the woods somewhere. But uh, played pretty well, ended up with an 82. A funny moment, we played with his uncle, who is uh, a retired cardiologist, so a wealthy man, plays a lot of top-tier courses and stuff. And on the first hole, he said, oh, you guys can pull the flag. (laughs) And and Tyler says, no, we leave the pin in. He's like, I don't subscribe to that Bryson DeChambeau bull bleep. You know, keep it safe for the kids, Scott. And I said, mm-hmm. well, you and I are the polar opposite. Then <laughs> I sunk my putt. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it was a good round. It was, it was funny. And then so Tyler and I, we li- he likes to gamble, okay? But not for money. He likes to gamble for stupid things because I happen to be a better golfer than him. So gambling for money is, is dumb. He would lose it. So we bet for dumb things. So um, I don't even remember what we, what we bet last time. I can't even recall. But anyway, this time around... He said that if I lose, I have to dress like him, which is basically like a UPS man. Very uh, earth tone colors, uh, olive greens, browns, taupe, tans, things like that. And if I won, he would have to dress like he says, quote unquote, a fruity pebble, which is basically just somebody that likes to dress uh, a little bit more brightly colored in the course. Not like loudmouth stuff, you know, but just, you know, I, I like color. So nothing wrong with color. No, no. So we ran an Instagram poll. Eighty-two percent of the people like to wear color uh, on the course, and uh, I think that was with uh, eighty-five votes. So eighty-two percent of those people want you know like to wear color like me. But anyway, I shot an eighty-two, and I'm not proud of that. You know, I'd like to be a little bit lower. That is with a quadruple bogey that I took on the hole that we were gambling on. He literally won with a triple bogey, Scott. I could not get out of my own way. I was trying to beat him, but then I was taking risky shots because we were playing a match against his uncle and his dad. I was trapped between two worlds. It was tough. Right, right. You got you to gotta fire some in to, to try and make up some ground, and maybe you hit some shots that... If you were just playing for strokes, you would not have hit. For, oh, for sure. 100% correct. So anyway, needless to say, this is the only time that I have ever lost to him. So we played last night. We walked nine holes at my local raccoon track. You know it as Indian mm-hmm. Mountain uh, with my oldest son. And my oldest son and Tyler played straight up. And Lai beat him by a stroke. And then I gave them each five strokes and nine holes, but they could use it wherever they wanted on the course. They just had to tell me before the hole started. Mm. So on the par three hole, where I've had my only hole in one, that's where Tyler wanted to do 
our bet. This time around, it was for snacks the next time we play. You know, so I'm a big fan of Diet Coke and a Snickers when I play. So that's what I'm playing for. And I didn't even ask him because I knew he wasn't going to win. Well, I'm just going to save it for the Instagram story later on in the week because, again, it's another good one. Okay. I can't wait to hear. Um, Let's just say it didn't end on that hole. And we had to go to the closing par five in which I was just off the front of the green in two. I haven't been home in two on a par five in quite a while. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, mm. I almost was there on Friday. There's a, the, that course I played is a short par five first hole, um, which is it's definitely reachable. I just missed the green, but gotcha. I've, gotten, I've gotten there in two. Almost every time I play, I, I I love. There's nothing I love more than a par five opening hole. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it gives you some, uh, you know, a good, you know, opportunity to hit some, you know, long irons or or fairway woods, and you know, kind of get the rust off that. So yeah, because if if you feel like you're swinging well right out, right out of the gate. You know, okay, you go driver three wood or driver hybrid. But if not, you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to take some more warm up swings and I'm going to hit driver maybe seven mm-hmm. iron pitching wedge or whatever. Um, the yeah. only thing I don't like in an opening hole par five is a hole that is like a predetermined three shotter. Do you know what I mean? The hole has like a crazy dog leg or there might be mm-hmm. two creeks you know, that are bisecting the fairway. So like you have to hit your driver, then you can only hit in a certain amount because there's a creek and then like a pond or something like that. I don't like being dictated to. I like to make my own decisions on the course. Yeah. And that's so, and going back to that, uh, the, the Tom Doak anatomy of a golf course, uh, he does not like target golf. He would prefer there to be options. Uh, so you have just, uh, you know, described what he feels with the golf course, one that gives you the opportunity to make a choice. Tom Doak sounds almost as smart as me. Uh, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, if you knew how to, like, operate a bulldozer, there's very little difference between the two of you. Yeah, I definitely do not. Uh, that could provide uh, for disastrous results. I mean, we could try it. I I'd advise against it. If it was someone else's money, I definitely would do it. Um, maybe Tom Duke will lend us the money. Ah, possibly. Uh, Scott, are you playing at all this week? I'm not playing until Saturday. I've got a ranger in the morning. So I'm mm-hmm. going to go around and, uh, you know, basically just ask people how they're doing because uh, I'm not really a big fan of uh, yelling at people to move forward and stuff like that. I think it creates a bad vibe. So I just say, uh, you know, hey, you guys feel like you're playing quick enough out here? Stuff like that. Use a little psychology on them. Right. Yeah, if I play, it'll actually probably be back at uh, Dogwood Knowles again. Um, And it'll be one of those, like, I got out of work a little earlier than I expected, and I can kill a couple hours at a golf course kind of thing. So no plans, but never, never out of the possibility of course it never is it never is um so scott i want to tell people right now it's 641 i'll probably have this uploaded around seven um but 
one of my favorite golf companies, McEwen Golf, is having a big hat drop at 7 o'clock tonight. And they're going to be re-releasing some more of the Tiger Frank head cover hats, the one I'm actually wearing right now as we record this. So if you got in on that, congratulations. I hope you got some. Um, if you didn't, send them a DM, contact them. You know, find out when the next drop is happening. Um, also, Scott, I picked up some pretty cool gear and apparel this week from some pretty cool golf companies. Mm-hmm. So the do that, do that. I, I will. I, I was waiting for you to say do tell. Um, so the first one, Fade Golf and Stuff, who I, I feel like I personally, but also us as a podcast, owe a lot to for introducing us to Dan and Mike, you know, the corn tour caddies and basically, you know, helping launch this whole entire operation, which has just gone skyward, you know, in the last five months. So they released some caddy towels. Right, and then as I'm on their site, you know I've been in love with that wedge um, loft T-shirt that they had. So I picked up the Augusta. Yeah, I like that. Shirt. Yeah, I picked up the Augusta green one. Um, it's not the exact wedge numbers that I use, but it's it's so cool. Again, it's 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 one of those if you know you know type deals. Yep. Um, and then I'm assuming. My children are not going to listen to this podcast because they haven't, and they've been super busy with sports and school. But um, on Saturday, uh, I was able to pick up two hats. The Buck Club had a drop on Saturday night, and I was able to pick up two of those. I had one of the putter covers in my bag, in my cart, and it got booted before I was able to check out. Kind of mad at that one. Mm that's unfortunate. Yeah, but you know, picked up the hats and we're rocking and rolling ready to go and we've got more stickers coming in, more cool stuff coming in and Scotto, there's there's some stickers I've designed that you haven't even seen yet and I'm not showing them until they actually get here. But I was able to do that today as well. Ah, sweet. Uh but I I'm ru- I'm running out of IP addresses as well as email addresses, Scott, to get these deals from. So I actually, I, I just checked that out. I, I was going to do a couple while we were sitting here talking, and I can't seem to get that same deal anymore, so. No, hmm. yeah. I, I don't know if it's okay. a time frame type thing or whatnot, but I, like like I told you, man, I've used every phone in the house, every iPad, every MacBook, every laptop mm-hmm. in the house to uh, <laughs> to get them in. Uh, but we're rolling. we got a good, a good uh, stock of them that are coming in and we'll get the people hooked up and we'll do that pop-up shop with some of the cool things. Uh, don't forget, follow us on Instagram at leave the pin, Twitter at leave the pin, check out our sponsors, train on main and Mulligan's golf. Actually, if you check out our Instagram page, you'll see me sporting one of our Mulligan's golf t-shirts last night while I played and check out our Instagram stories coming up because I'll also be showing off one of the Mulligan's golf t-shirts that Doug hooked us up with. Scott, have we got anything else for the good people, or are we good with episode 33, the Scotty Pippen edition? Uh, best, uh, you know, best number two option in NBA history. So, well, no, I think we're good. I mean, according to him, he was the best player in NBA history. <sighs> sure. I mean, just like according to us, we're the best podcast in golf. I, I mean, if you haven't listened to other podcasts, then that's definitely true. <laughs> for sure. And if you have, it's still definitely true. 
So either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Be good.